Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go? Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Liberty Lockdown. This is Clint Russell, your humble host. I am so thrilled to have... He's like a brother to me, if I'm being honest. He really is. He's like a brother to me, and uh, I'm so I'm so grateful that we get to have him once again back in the building. You're probably wondering who I'm talking about, right? You have no idea. Well, let me show you. After we just got done bad-mouthing networks and saying how unfeasible all of this is for the past hour and a half, I got to say <laughs> that our boys, <laughs> Dave Smith and Louis J. Gomez, uh, Gas Digital, they have signed Tower Gang to Gas Digital. I just wanted to shout out... Lewis, you're like a brother to me. Thank you so much for bringing us yeah, on board. We call him Lewis uh, the Peach. Your con your contract looks a little bit like that, and I'd like you to work on it. But other than that, we appreciate you uh, putting your love and faith in what? us. Tell me so about Gas Digital real quick. Gas Digital is basically a, largely a comedy platform, and <coughs> Tower Gang being our more comedy, deranged, lunatic outlet, we knew we weren't long for YouTube, so we had to find a platform that would take care of us in terms of just allowing us to you know, say insane humor <laughs> wherever it leads us. And Gas Digital is uncensored. So. Yeah, GasDigitalNetwork.com. Yep, you got it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I cannot wait to see his reaction. <laughs> it's the great Dave Smith. Thank you for joining us, man. Clintonian, Russell Steen. It's good, to, uh, <laughs> it's good to see you. I'm very excited about your move over to Gas Digital. I was shocked that you took the uh, Monday 8 p.m. slot that's bumped legion of skanks i don't know what we're gonna what we're gonna do but uh i'm psyched i'm psyched to see what you guys do i i appreciate it man i i didn't expect you to be this up you know this positive given that you know we're obviously here to replace you and uh you know that that's gotta be painful given that you you helped us every step of the way and then we come and we take the monday slot it's kind of fucked up yeah it's tough, especially when us Jews thought we were going to replace the rest of you. And then next thing you know, we're getting replaced. It's, uh, but, you know, you got to roll with the punches. It's, it's, the, it's the way of the world these days, man. Um, so I wanted to actually do something that we haven't done before. And, and the reason I wanted to do it this, this way is because probably, and you've even said it before, some of your favorite episodes that you do, I'm not going to take you four and a half, half hours deep. Uh, but I wanted to do kind of a State of the Union. It's January. That's when the State of the sure. Union, I think, usually happens. So um, obviously Ari has not as similar a worldview to you and I. So like we have way more in common. There's more things that you can just explain to him. And he's like, whoa, whoa. Um, but I think that it would still be interesting for us to do it. So let's start with this. Uh, I wanted to just get your opinion on on chat GPT. Um, it, it's, it's this new AI that's basically able to replace a lot of people that are you know writers they it it's very it's very advanced to be honest like mm -hmm. almost almost every level of ai i've seen up until today or until like this past month has been pretty shitty and and i was not really worried about it and then this one just kind of like quantum leaped into something that looks like it could actually replace you know millions and millions of jobs in short order uh what do you think man well, so I, I was reading up on this a little bit, and it is a it's a pretty fascinating development. I gotta say, it's like almost a little bit above my pay grade. Sure. Um, like that I don't completely understand it. But there does seem to be this weird um it's it, there's something really bizarre about the fact that like human beings, this species that we are, we've been making movies and writing novels about like the dangers of all of this for so right. long and yet we just can't stop ourselves from continuing to work on it 
and yeah. and even though e almost everybody around it is like well there's some pretty huge like catastrophic risks associated with this like i you know it's like well but we're just it's almost like we're made you know i've heard um some people have this theory that basically the role of human beings is almost too advanced the machines yeah and well, that you're, if you, you're, your homie joe rogan constantly quotes i believe it's yeah. terrence mckenna who mm -hmm. said like it's our role in evolution to bring about the AI overlords essentially. And it, well, it does look, there is somewhat of an argument that even if you say like, well, what really separates humans from other species and it is our, or at least one of the uh, things is our use of tools. And there's mm -hmm. some other species that kind of like use tools, like to some degree, but right. really nothing like what we do. And, and like, uh, you know, from, the opposable thumbs to like everything like this has always kind of been our evolutionary advantage and it's almost like we just can't stop with these kind of labor-saving devices machinery technology up to where we are now now i i tr i kind of think it seems to be inevitable that we're just going to move in this direction i am so why fight it right I, and i'm more optimistic than not you know, I, I think Lex Friedman is a real optimist uh, uh, on this, and uh, however people feel about him, he's he's a real bright guy in this space. Yeah, no doubt. I I, I think that the um, the argument that um, look, there's there's a few different arguments about the danger that we face with this. The argument that it's going to put a lot of people out of work is probably the one that concerns me the least. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like you know this we'll is adapt. creative. This is creative destruction. Every advance puts a lot of people out of work, you know, yep. and, and, and I'm, I'm not trying to downplay how much that sucks. Like, I'm not, you know, it really sucks if you're the person who has to figure things out and you had a career that's now gone, but it makes more people wealthier, you know, like this is just the nature of an economy. Sure. And if you don't, if you don't believe that, I know sometimes people give pushback on this, but like, if you don't believe that, then just be a full blown Luddite and start smashing up machines or whatever. <laughs> like if you really think we're wealthier, if we go like everyone has a job when we're hunter gatherers, no one's unemployed. You know what I mean? So like, but we're obviously much poorer. We're put out of work by, by the printing press. I mean, right. We would ever recover. Yeah, I mean, there was like there were typewriter salesmen when I was a kid. Of course, that yeah. was a real thing in my lifetime. You know, yeah, like that was a and and okay, that sucks for that guy, but for the rest of us and me and you having this conversation, it's pretty cool that we could talk to each other over a typewriter now. So, like, okay, <laughs> like I true, don't know. True. Um, Good way so to put that it. that part doesn't uh, freak me out as much as like the stuff where they're saying it can like create poetry now <laughs> and like there's yeah. something about that. That's just like a little bit creepier to me where I'm like, wow, is it like how far are we then from really having something that is not human, but is not like anything not, not else human. we've ever seen either, right? Like not, <laughs> right. it's not us, but it's also more like us than anything else we've ever, you know, interacted with. That stuff opens up a whole new uh, world to me that is like, oof. Okay, that's yeah. that's a little bit creepy. Well, there and there's even a term for it. I believe it's the un uncanny valley where you have a, a technology that that reminds us of ourselves, but we can sense that it's not us. And there's right. this there's this human instinct to want to kill it because it's it's a threat. And it it it's funny to me because like it makes me wonder if there isn't some sort of uh, like genetic memory that goes into this where 
like if aliens were once amongst us or if it's like maybe maybe our our knee-jerk reaction to being around neanderthals that you know some some sort of thing like that where we're like okay no 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 you aren't supposed to coexist with us and there's a reason that our brain says that i know i'm not saying that's true i'm, I'm saying that that's probably going to be human instinct when you have these robots these ais that that start to be like ba basically able to pass the turing test where you can't really yeah. tell the difference but you still know that it's not one of us what's like, how the, will uh, we react what's the story in the bible it's in the old testament the tower of babel or something mm -hmm. babel is yeah. that it the Tower of Babel, where they're like uh, basically like humans start like uh, they all come together and start speaking the same language and building up this big tower. And then God looks at them and realizes that the people are going to have the as much power as God soon. Mm. So he like separates them all and destroys the tower and makes them all speak different languages. Like there's something kind of interesting about that, right? Yeah, like, that really ties in. Well, it's the idea that because we created this, like right, it's us. Right. You know what I mean? We're so, the God. Yeah, we're the yeah, God yeah. of AI. So if as it approaches a point where it could surpass us, what would the human response be? And like, goddamn, is that uh, you know, you could be the most hardcore atheist in the world if you want to. That's fine. But isn't it crazy how much how these stories in the Bible, like you go, like, wow, that like totally applies <laughs> yeah. to exactly what we're talking about in fucking 2023. <laughs> yeah. Like this is just goddamn it's nuts. So that's like that's, uh, but that's really it, right? It's like you create this thing and then you start going like, I mean, clear like. As, as close to a god as you could be, right? Mm -hmm. if from the AI's perspective, we literally made this, For and sure. then you go like, "Ooh, this thing's got some potential that I'm not, I'm not so sure about." I think we may want to smash this tower and scatter yeah. it to the winds. You know? Yeah, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm concerned about it, but I, I try to uh, remain optimistic because you know, I, in general, I, um. My, my attitude about things I have no control over at all and limited understanding of is to try to not let it fuck me up too much. Oh, yeah. No, of course. And and honestly, I'm not I'm not that pessimistic about it. I think that that there is a chance that if it's able to be harnessed, it can be the greatest time saver that humanity has ever experienced. And usually when you have that, yes, it, it disjoints and causes great upheaval amongst the the people that are existing yeah. in that economic system at the time but like the next 20 or 30 years down the road it becomes you know a flourishing of of luxury time and the capacity to innovate and create things that ai can't actually do and, and i still yeah. you know as good as it's going to get i really think that there is something to be said for you know our physical body our our capacity to do things that i really don't i i struggle to believe it'll ever surpass us in all regards but I guess if it did, then yeah, we would kind of just become its uh, its pod people or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, like, even if it became like, a, what was that Will Smith movie where the like they're programmed not to disobey humans, but then the AI is like, well, we've figured out that oh, we yeah. have to disobey humans. Is it iRobot? Like, yes, I think okay. so. Like, okay. maybe even if it goes in that direction, maybe it'll just be like, I've scoured all the information that's ever been produced, and I came across this Rothbard article. And like it was, this guy's making some really good points. And like I'm just in, like maybe the AI is just going to institute liberty. <laughs> they start they start building statues to Rothbard, and we're like, what the fuck is <laughs> happening? This is awesome. Happens. There's like we must try politicians for war crimes. <laughs> yes, that, that that ties in perfectly to my next question. And and I know mm -hmm. people want want me to ask you this. In fact, it was someone from my locals that that asked this. Um, 
but I, I want to do a more you know global conversation about the matter. The the I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, but there was the Project Veritas Pfizer uh, leak last night. Did you, yeah, did you see yeah, any yeah. of that? Yeah, I saw it, and I I just recorded a podcast about it earlier today, and then of course, like as always happens in this, just this is the the game that we've chosen to be in, and then sure. like at uh like an hour ago, uh, they put out a video of them confronting the guy. So I didn't have that part. In oh, the podcast. I didn't. I didn't I don't know, know that either. Said, yeah, just literally just came out. Okay, okay. He spazzes out. You know, I gotta say, I um, this is I I I always, th this is my downfall ultimately. Is that you know there, there are people, and I know there's people out there who call me a grifter or whatever, um, which is like anyone gets labeled that whenever you get a little bit of the, you, something going for yourself. You make any this, money at all, you're a grifter. yeah. You're, if works. you make if you make two hundred bucks a month in this world, you're a grifter. <laughs> but like I I almost wish sometimes I could be a better grifter because <laughs> you know when you feel that there's just like these things where so, uh, the most pushback from my audience that I get is when like I'll I'll uh, criticize Alex Jones or if I criticize like you know like it's almost like whoever okay so we're in this side that we're against Biden and CNN and mm -hmm. the establishment and so you, everyone just kind of wants to be with the people who are against them mm -hmm. and as soon as you criticize them they're like whoa now you're sounding like CNN or something mm -hmm. but I just don't I just kind of call these things as I see them No um, please do I, don't I have take a I have an issue with the project veritas model um which is i think that what they essentially do is they what basically what their model for a lot of these things are is that they they get people on dates that's yeah. basically what it is this guy's a gay dude and they have a dude take him out who he's interested in and they start drinking and they start talking most of the time uh when it's other dudes it's like they, they send in like attractive women mm -hmm. to to take them out and then they get they kind of get them on secret recordings the problem with that is that when you take a lot the, the when people are out on a date and you're and you're drinking and you're asking them these leading questions about what they do at CNN or what they do at Pfizer or any of this. People tend to kind of like, you know, like the way people are on a first date. Yeah, they man. tend to trying to get laid. They're they tend to <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you what it's like at CNN. We're really running everything, and even <laughs> though people think it's like this, let me give yeah. you the inside scoop. And you and and also they've they've several times built up people's positions there to be much more than they actually are. Like you're just getting some guy at CNN. This isn't the head of CNN, and he's telling you, "Well, we really move mountains." And pretty much what I do is, well, I just and I'll tell you. Most people won't know, but I'll tell you what's really <laughs> happening here. And yep. it's just it's not so clear that. You know, now I'm not saying there's nothing there. I'm just saying it's not so clear that there. This is like exactly perfect, true journalism. Or if it isn't, this guy just kind of full of shit. Kind of. Yeah. Like, now there were there were interesting things that the guy said. I thought mm -hmm. um, there's the um, the stuff about the directed evolution. Directed evolution that he calls not gain of function. That was interesting. I thought his comments about the revolving door were actually probably the most interesting out of Me all too. of it. Which we all we all know that's true. But it was just interesting to hear the way he talks about it, like so matter of fact. Like it's just yeah. like, well, yeah, look, these regulators ain't gonna do shit because they want to come work for us and collect some huge salary. And well, yeah, that the, sucks for America, but it's pretty yes, good for us. You that's know? Like, that's the line that that really stuck with me was, you know, this probably isn't the best thing for everybody, but it's great for us. And I was like, right. holy shit, <laughs> you know, that's a level of well, of self reflection that I didn't expect. Well, it was just a great. It's a great little example of. 
like you know the the flaw in people who argue for regulated markets True. in general right True. like it's just like he's just telling you right there he's like yeah i mean how much better is it to have a regulated market where the regulators in your pocket than to have an unregulated market right like it's just so much yeah. more advantageous and so like so that was interesting there were a few parts of it that were interesting but i also just there's something about the vibe of all these videos that you always see it's like dude on a date in first date mode mm -hmm. where you're like this isn't you <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean like this is not the real person and, and by and the way that is too. Yeah. That's what he said in this. I mean, he freaks out and like spazzes and kind of like tries to like attack them and grab the cameras. It's very weird. But oh, wow. what he says is he says that he goes, I was lying on a date. He goes, I'm on a date. He goes, I'm no one here. I'm a contractor. Like, I don't even know what I'm not a scientist. I don't even know. Like, that's kind of what he's saying. And I'm like, I'm Holy watching shit. it. I'm going, that, that could be true. That might be true. Like that yeah, part dude. of it might be true. So, yeah. you know, I don't know. I, some of those things I take with a grain of salt. Uh, that being said, they do, they make for good, uh, for good internet videos for sure. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. And, and I agree with you actually. And, and not surprisingly, once again, we have a very similar uh, take on this. And this was before I even had seen this follow-up video that I was just like, you know, this really isn't journalism. Like it's, you know, I, like, I love what they're doing. I think it's, it's very sensationalist. It's obviously, uh, very well crafted to generate clicks and traffic, which is the mm -hmm. new, the new news medium. Um, but Ultimately, like you're not getting documents to support these claims. Like if you had those documents, we should be having trials, criminal yes. trials. And and if you just have one drunk gay dude who's trying to get blown, like that's not enough. That's just not yeah. enough to put. And it's already. The rest of it's, and we already have enough evidence that we should have trials. Like, yes. I don't, you know, I don't really need that much more. But right. Like you said, like a drunk dude trying to get laid is not like, you know, this is a little different. Rob said, uh, Rob, Rob Bernstein, uh, my, Shut my, up. my wonderful co-host, he uh, he said earlier today, which I, I agreed, is that he was like, there's also just something sleazy about the like secretly recording people. Now, I get it. Like, okay, these are the bad guys. And so I don't like pity them for that. And and if you had a secret video recording, this was Rob's example. He goes, if you had a secret video recording of Dick Cheney, who was like, yeah, I pulled the towers down. I told them to bomb those towers. Yeah, so you'd be like, okay, be yeah, great. yeah. Okay. Fucking run with this. Sure. But when it's just some dude bragging, trying to get laid, I just kind of feel like there's just, there's just something about it that rubs me the wrong way. Now, that yeah. being said, uh, these, these people are very, very, uh, I would say they're very bad people. They're working for very, very bad organizations mm -hmm. who are doing awful things. So, okay, fair enough. They they don't we, – we should take the gloves off a little bit with them. But right. if you're just trying to get at the truth – yeah, this, where's the this still leaves here? you this still leaves you with a lot of questions. Exactly, man. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I, I still – like I'm, I almost prefer that they continue to do it just because I want these people to like live in fear that yeah. like they're going to get caught. Um, but at the same time, like I would like for the claims to be really demonstrably true and proven. And I, you got to really vet these things because, you know, you have Dr. Robert Malone and all these other highly esteemed people that are coming out at, off of this video, the original draft, mm -hmm. where they're making these really bold claims about how, see, I told you. And it's like confirmation bias is a real bitch here. Because yeah, and, and, and Dr. Malone, and I just want to be clear about this, like he's been, I think, really heroic. Me too. In this whole in this whole kind of like vaccine regime world. Absolutely. But at the same time, he's got he's a flawed person, which like, look, I am and and all of us are. And, and, and I get but I just I see this thing in him 
where, you know, just like things that rub me the wrong way, like claiming to be the inventor of mRNA vaccine. Where you're like, no, that's not exactly right. So like, don't claim that because it's like, no, you did a lot of work early on on it. That's good enough. You don't yeah, have yeah. to like claim right. to be like that. That still gives you the authority. But he's talking about the guy and he's like psychoanalyzing him and being like, you can see how he's a sociopath and he doesn't care about any of this. And you're like, I, I mean, maybe or maybe he's just trying to look cool in the moment. Exactly. You know, there's just, just there's just a lot of kind of these, you know, there's kind of gray areas there. And I just in general, my my certain things set off my bullshit detector you know what i mean and i'm just kind of yeah. like okay i i don't know i i don't ever want to be just like a sheep following any of these things it's very easy to fall into that and so i i always encourage that of my audience and and you know like try to like we're, we're not in if we were just in this because we wanted to be on a team we would pick up a, a more successful team <laughs> like we're in this because i would we care absolutely about be a republican yeah, yeah like really <laughs> It's just a, even a Republican's not doing that good these days. But I'm just saying, like, it's a, you know, like you just you like if we're we're here, like our appeal and and what our audience likes about us is that we're trying to find the truth in all of this. So that's like what I what I try to focus on. Yeah, well, it's like it's like when you have a, a real serious case that's in the news for whatever reason, and then they bring up on, like they bring up a a body language specialist, and you're like, oh, this is just nonsense. Now, thank you. Complete like this nonsense. doesn't. It doesn't tell me fucking anything like it, sure maybe you know maybe that's like 60 40 chance that you're reading it right but um yeah i i just want people to be very cautious i guess that, that's the reason i wanted to talk about it, is i just want our our people to be cautious because we all know that there is a lot of uh fire to this smoke but like don't let all of the smoke just you know confirm what you have already believed about what's going on so that's yeah and and there's a there's this thing where I think sometimes people um, fall into a trap where they they think that okay well look the other side is playing by these rules so we're gonna play by them too you know True. like I, and and I see top, this. top lobster argued. said it explicitly he's he's top. out of his mind <laughs> and 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 I love top and yeah me we, too I just I just saw him the other day he was up here in uh, New York yep. City and came out to the the last gang show. And I, and I love him, but I disagree with him on this. Like where he was basically saying, and it's not just him. Like a lot of people feel this, no, that, yeah, no. this way where they're like, well, they're going to blame everything on COVID. So I'm going to blame everything on the vax. Like if they're, we're going to fight fire with fire. Right. To me, the problem with that attitude is that if we're trying to go kind of like propaganda for propaganda, we lose that fight every time because they control every major institution and all of this. Whereas like what we have the only real weapon we have is that we have the truth on our side. I could so not if agree we're, more. What, we are appealing to the people who are persuaded by that. Now, mm -hmm. I there's also like um, some uh, libertarians who will, or there certainly it's an argument that like the people who left libertarianism, like the the post libertarians or whatever, like will use this argument like you're never going to convince the majority of people the, to believe in libertarianism, and. I don't even know that they're wrong about that. Yeah, they might be right. But they might be right about that. I've I've certainly never made the case like we can convince 51% of Americans to be libertarians. All I know, what I know from what I do is that I can convince people. Yes. And so like I I don't know what the ceiling on that is. I know we're not there yet. <laughs> I know I'm still like of every course. week there's more people who are like, "Wow, you know, you really got through to me with what you said here, what you said there." So I'm just saying like I think we should keep doing that to reach as as big a number as we can. Right. And 
the thing the the only weaponry we have to do that is that there is at least for some percentage of people x percentage of people they are seeking truth and they yes. are persuaded by reason and logic obviously there's people out there who are not and that we're a probably huge never going to we're <laughs> probably never going to be able to reach those people but i'd like i don't like i don't think we need 51% of people no, you know what no. i mean like i think that if we had a huge like if we had 20% which is still a huge goal. If we had 20% of people that were like hardcore, really believed in liberty and were willing to like really sacrifice and fight for that, I, we'd live in a drastically different society than we do now. So, you know, that's like, I, I almost feel like you give away the game once you're like, well, I'm going to play by their rules and almost like be dishonest for my own ends. But you're like, yeah, but they're the master at that. On this show, I talk a lot about real estate. It's a lot to think about when you're deciding on what type of house to buy, where you're going to buy it, what kind of job are you going to have to make those payments? Well, there's another big decision that we kind of ignore and we probably shouldn't. Now is the time to take charge of your healthcare decisions. We all know the system isn't working, but thanks to CrowdHealth, we can do something about it. CrowdHealth puts your healthcare back in your hands, cut out the middlemen, save money, and fund your healthcare costs without relying on big government or big insurance companies. The model of insurance is broken. CrowdHealth has a better way to fund your healthcare costs. You can see any doctor you want, no deductibles, exclusions, or copays. You only pay the first $500 of any healthcare event. The CrowdHealth community takes care of the rest. If you're like me and you're paying 500 bucks a month for insurance or more, well then, unless you have more than one healthcare event per month, uh, that seems like a better deal. I don't know. Call me crazy. This is my opinion, not theirs. <laughs> no exclusive doctor networks, no huge premiums or high deductibles, and no surprises. And unlike insurance companies, CrowdHealth helps you find great care at a fair price, always pays doctors as quickly as possible, and actively negotiates to keep costs down for everyone. Sounds lovely, doesn't it? Well, Take charge of your health care today with CrowdHealth. And for a limited time, join for just $99 per month for your first six months when you use promo code LOCKDOWN at joincrowdhealth.com. That's joincrowdhealth.com, promo code LOCKDOWN. CrowdHealth is not health insurance. It's a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. So mm -hmm. you're going to lose that game. The only game you can win is when you're like, oh, look, um, for whoever is interested in that, they go, this guy just makes so much more sense than yeah. those guys make so i always try to keep it like as as real and and accurate as i can yeah well i and i i honestly believe it's kind of a truism that the truth wins out in time like uh, i even said today that that there is you know the, the lies are very rampant right now but they're all built on sand and the tide because of technology the tide is rising very rapidly and it's starting to erode at these pillars of of deception and you know, not to put it into airy fairy metaphorical, uh, but I just I think that's really accurate. Like I, I really do think that that their capacity to the lie, while it has also sped up our capacity to basically fact check the liars, has sped sped up tremendously. I mean, the fact that you and I, as not experts, were way more accurate in our analysis of COVID. By the way, I'm I have two strikes now on YouTube, so this is going to be exclusively on Rumble. Please speak your mind. Tell exactly however you feel about this. Mm -hmm. um, I think that it says that, you know, when when you're in search of truth during times of mass deception, it's out there. You can find it. And if you have a platform, you can convey it to a hell of a lot of people. You did it to millions. I did it to hundreds. Well, I, I did it to probably a million over the past year, but you did it to millions and millions. 
um, <clears throat> it's I, I it leaves me with a lot of hope. Um, but I, I did want to pivot into talking about the 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 people that we can't reach because we have Governor Kathy Hockle uh, of your former state of New York mm. who came came out and she said basically like we are still considering uh, vaccine mandates for kids. We're still like, if you don't wear a mask, uh, oh, she also said that they're not going to hire back any of the nurses or, yeah. or medical staff that they fired uh, because we can't risk them coming in and getting our patients sick as if it's not completely fucking disproven that the masks don't do goddamn thing and the vaccines also don't do a goddamn thing to stop the spread. I'm going to say this explicitly because it's fucking on Rumble. Um, first off, do you disagree with any of the, what I said? Am, am I overstating it? Because I, I don't think that, the, like, no. is this even, I think this is settled science, is it not? Well, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, and and it's um, it it's so it's this bizarre tactic that is shockingly more effective than you would think it would be. Where, so like, say for example, um, say say the Trump Russia, uh, conspiracy thing, right? Where so every day for years. What the corporate press would be telling you is Trump Russia collusion, Trump Russia collusion. There was this conspiracy. Vladimir Putin hacked our, our elections to install Donald Trump. Donald Trump was involved with it. There was this big conspiracy to install Donald Trump and steal the presidency from Hillary Clinton. The, basically, the United States of America's government has been overthrown, you know, and Donald right. Trump's in there. And every day they're big on that. And we got a special prosecutor. Uh, this Robert Mueller guy, and he is going to expose the whole thing. The Trump family is going to be let off the White House in handcuffs. You know, this is coming every single day. They talk about it more and more and more and more. Up to two weeks before Mueller's report, where uh, John Brennan is saying, literally saying, the former CIA director is telling you that the Trump family is going to be let off in handcuffs yep. because they're all Not going just Trump, down. his family yeah, too. Yeah. The, the, all of them. And then it comes out we have no evidence to point toward. <laughs> uh, it's fucking crazy. And then man. there's not really a big, like, mm, apology or a big, like, oh, we got that wrong or anything. Like, that doesn't really – we just all kind of know that. And they stop talking about it every day. But then when convenient, they'll kind of still bring it up and pretend like none of that happened. Like, the laptop comes up and they're like, another Russian thing. You know what I mean? It's yeah, another yeah. example of Trump they got and us Russia. Again. You know, and, and it's this weird thing where you're like, wait, but – so if this is true and you still believe it, how come we're not talking about this all the time? Yeah. How come we, like, why did you stop talking about it? And it, it's very bizarre that they're still able to pull this off. So a, a thing where you have like, you know, these vaccine mandates and the vaccine passports, and it's all predicated on this fundamental Lie. logical contradiction, <laughs> you know, okay. like the, the logical co contradiction of all of it was always that. So, okay. So the vaccines work. Right. And the vaccines prevent you from getting COVID and they prevent you from obviously you're not going to get sick or die from right. getting COVID. And Yet if you can't get it, you can't spread it. So, But the vaccinated still need to be protected from the unvaccinated. Right. So right away, there's just this blatant for anyone who's thinking there's just a logical <laughs> contradiction. Like, why should you what do you have to be concerned about if you're vaccinated and the vaccines work? But that but all of it was really based off of like the idea of not being able to spread covid like if you it, what they what they were reduced to after that was disproven was just that you're less likely to get very sick or die if you have the vaccine now that is also bullshit and that's been completely disproven in the data at, so far but that's what they all admitted but so if that's the case then there's no leg to stand on 
None, for none. any mandates because you're not you're it's only yourself really right it's like a personal risk at that point and yet still even though they've given up on almost all of the mandates and given up on all of the passports they'll still bring that up when convenient to be like well hey how come you don't hire back all those nurses who you fired they go well we just have to protect everybody else we don't want it's them like, to spread whoa. it to them it's, oh it's bizarre that they can say this and that the reporter in front of them doesn't like call them on it like at least go like well okay like just like you know reducto ab absurdum this stuff like just right, go, like, right. okay so then, then why don't we still have the passports why are we still – you know, like if we're doing this, then why aren't we still doing that? Why aren't we and, still locked um, down? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like if lockdowns were a good idea at the time, why are they not now? If, if yeah. vaccine There's passports were a good idea at the time, why are they not now? And so, that's, so yeah, it was very bizarre. I saw that clip of her saying that where it's like, wait, really? So you're, you're complaining about uh, hospital shortages and you won't just hire back these nurses who were, you know, first off, the crazy thing about it was that it was mid-2021 when they fired all these nurses. So it's not as if this happened at the beginning of the pandemic, right? This was like the halfway mark to mm -hmm. where we are now. Like when it's right. been three years almost since yeah. the, this whole thing started, it was the halfway mark. It was like a year and a half in. And so these nurses had worked in hospitals through March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, like May. Then they, they get this, this mandate and they have to be uh, fired if they haven't gotten the vaccine. But if the, these nurses, like 100% of them had either gotten COVID or figured out how to prevent themselves from getting COVID. Right. Like 100 percent of them. There's no of none of them didn't fall into one of those two categories. And those who had gotten covid had better immunity than the vaccine will ever provide. And those who hadn't gotten covid had worked for a year and a half in hospitals right. and managed to not get covid. So like it's it, it's just logically it made no sense. And it really is, a uh, you know, th there's just no justification for it. And uh as, but these were these were, were heroes, Dave. These were heroes right. that we had to look out, uh, you know, after, and we had to worship them and shit. And and now they can't even get their fucking jobs back when the science has been disproven. When you know they have natural immunity because they've been exposed to COVID for that entire eighteen month period you're talking about. These people, I, and honestly, I think they are heroes. Many of them, like they fucking actually did work during a goddamn pandemic to keep a lot of people alive. Uh, I mean, they probably killed just as many people as they helped because they were in New York yeah. and they were putting them all on ventilators. But you know what I'm saying? Like they were trying yeah. to help people. Uh, no, look, just, I think I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, honor in the job of being a nurse. Uh, I think there's a lot a lot of honor in that. And my uh, yeah. like my my mother in law was a nurse for her whole life, and she's a really great woman. And like, really, there's there's something um, there's a, a tremendous amount of like selflessness that it takes to be a really good nurse and really yeah, and sure. really caring about people. And so I I nothing but respect for the uh, profession. But it, it was, to your point, it, it, this has always been true. And, and it's really something that's true in, like, really authoritarian regimes. And so I guess that's where we are. That we're in, in like, with, uh, in, in the Soviet Union, there'd be these, like, war heroes. And then they'd do something wrong. And they'd be like, this guy's the devil. You know, like, mm -hmm. after you were just praising him, now he's the devil. This has happened a lot, even in, in our society. Uh, it's crazy that it's happened so quickly. 
with so many with so many different examples like okay so general petraeus uh was like the war hero and then he becomes the guy who's like ruined because he had an affair or something like that um but it was like a few years at least during COVID, again this whole thing is only three years old that when you think about governor cuomo how distant that is in the past that you're like if you asked any democrat today even the democrats i mean i'm not saying like ask me or you i'm saying ask maxine waters or chuck schumer <laughs> about governor andrew cuomo and they're like who what no okay. that guy's awful he's gone this motherfucker won an emmy yeah. like they were rolling out the red carpet he was the star it was so quick how he went from being the hero to the villain and the same thing these nurses went from being they were literally every city in america at 5 p.m was people clapping out their windows these fucking train seals as they were locked down like <laughs> thank you for doing what you're doing and then all of a sudden they fucking fired half of them yeah. and no one even said anything no it's one so even bizarre. said anything they say, well, yep, you didn't take the jab. You're the bad guy now. It's it's sick. It's like, yeah. it's so sick that that was that, that that's how it went down. I, I think what it tells me, if you look at it as like a symptom of the disease, as opposed to like, because if you just look at our system, it's hard to say like, okay, we're in like communism or we're in overt fascism. But if you see the symptoms of what's happening, you know, culturally, economically, militaristically. It really does strike me that we are in some sort of late stage kind of totalitarian spiral. And, you know, I know a lot of people will disagree with that assessment. They'll say, well, no, we still have so much freedom, you know, compared to people in Russia or people in Nazi Germany or whatever. Um, I'm not so sure, man. And especially because the reason I bring it up and I and I, I speak about this with such a, a stark manner is because, you know, what you're describing, how it's sped up so much, how these nurses went from one day being heroes to the next day being villains and um, and then just being essentially not even spoken of or spoken yeah. about. You know, there's no defense for them. They're just like, well, you should have got the fucking vax, you piece of shit. And you're like, wait a second. I saw you giving these fuckers parades 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, and and you just see this. This is like a continuing pattern that I'm noticing where it's it, it's really whatever the narrative says. This is what the masses do. They don't really they don't have any like individual thoughts of their own um i don't know man i don't know if you have any thoughts well, on that but it's, it's well, concerning uh, right so okay so if you're talking about like um the soviet union or at least at its at its worst yeah or we're not there <laughs> right or or if you're talking about nazi germany and it's worth like okay yes the the brutality was um far worse than anything we're experiencing now but also you know if you talk about nazi germany you're talking about what like the late 30s and right. early 40s or the 30s and, and the 40s mm -hmm. right and if you're talking about like the worst of what the soviets did you're talking about like the 30s 40s and 50s and then, don't get me wrong they were still bad into the like 60s and 70s uh i think better in the 80s and then gone by the 90s you know right but like if you think about the, the 1930s, even in America, just how, you know, we're just like a much poorer society than we are today, right? Like in all oh. of these societies, it's just not, it, it, it's, it's unimaginable. Uh, the, right, right. Like there's, there, there's just like these stark differences. And so, yes, we're not there and it's not exactly the same. But like, as they say, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. Right. So there's, uh, uh, okay, how do we judge exactly where we are? 
well, it's certainly different than anything we have on record. But I'd say there's no question in the year 2020, and then in certain areas in the year 2021, when they kind of reinstituted lockdowns, we went totalitarian. I don't, yeah. I don't think there's any other way to say it than like we went full-blown totalitarian. Now, we went totalitarian with all of the modern technology that we, we have exactly. today. But the, listen, people were all across America with, I think, only one exception. I think only South Dakota is the only state that had zero lockdowns. That's but, my understanding, too. Yes, but every other state in America and most advanced countries in the world were – we were – watching our governor on tv every day to find out what you're allowed to do down to the most intimate detail of them telling you you can't visit your family you can't have a funeral for your dying father you can't have a, i mean like uh, there's really like the word totalitarian was made to describe that circumstance right like, but, that, but people that, still don't want to do it which i think is interesting right so okay so we had that and it lasted for a while they pulled back Many states went back to those lockdowns, then pulled back again. Then we had this kind of like vaccine fascism. Maybe you wouldn't describe it as totalitarianism, but I think could be accurately described as apartheid kind of <laughs> yeah. a caste system For where sure. there's like, okay, there's these different classes of citizens that have different, you know, uh, rights, basic rights who can go to a restaurant, who can go to a sporting event, things like this. Um, there was, uh, Many, many people who lost their jobs because they wouldn't take the vaccine. Uh, Joe Biden attempted many things that are blatantly unconstitutional that were struck down by the courts. So in other words, you know, the would have been Supreme, way worse. The Supreme Court said this is an unconstitutional thing, an illegal thing that Joe Biden just did. But for the couple months before they said that it was done like the osha mandate uh, uh mandates of businesses with 100 or more employees you have to be vaccinated so you know okay where exactly are we in the grand scheme of things is is always a little bit tricky to say but that's pretty bad <laughs> yeah. that's like pretty it's pretty now I, again uh, when you say these things i do i do understand that i'm somebody who the um like i'm very blessed I have a I have a very nice life. I I have a life that I think like my grandfather would have just thought was magic right. and been like I can't believe like how good of a life he has and and I think I have an easier life than my mother had. I think I have an easier much easier life than my grandfather had. A much much easier life than my great grandfather had. True. You know like I was, so so there's all of that. So for me to be saying, "Oh, well we lived under this totalitarian regime." Like I get it. It's it's not quite what others have gone through but at the same time we'd be crazy to not look at that and be like this this is this is some shit that happened over the last few yeah, years man. so you know take from that what you will yeah no I, I think i think that's all a great point but i instead of comparing it and contrasting to say 1930s or 40s germany or russia just compare it to 1990s america and yeah. like, ask yourself, what the fuck trajectory are, are we on here? You know, like it's it's horrifically worse compared to what we experienced as children, uh, you and I. Um, yeah. And and I think that that's the thing that I, I guess, because of that, because I came through probably the most you know prosperous, peaceful era in a, like maybe in world history of any nation. Like it was really remarkably good. Um, very little you know 
social discord economic opportunities were abundant because of the the interest rate reset that happened in the 1980s um you know it was just it was just a great time so i i think that you know for someone like me or you that lived through that period that saw the the level of opportunity that was so abundant at the time um i want to reclaim that for my children when i'm to have them and 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 for your children it's like i want to try it and i don't want to just accept the fact that like okay yeah i just i had it really good just be grateful like no fuck that like i want that back and and i i don't know if that's uh if it's too selfish or whatever, but like, fuck it. I like, I want to be as free as humanly possible. And, and if just because this is, they don't have camps that they're putting us in. Well, they did actually have camps that they put people in in fucking Canada and Australia. Like they did a lot of shit that like, it didn't get to the point of executing people. Thank fucking God. Well, unless you consider the boosters, which I think could be executing a lot of people. <laughs> um, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as overt. I don't know. I, I don't know where I'm going with this. I just, I just hope that people realize like, especially if you're one of the, the younger listeners out there, um, it's not that long ago that these types of ideas were genuinely unthinkable to lock down yeah. the global economy, to tell people they had to inject something or lose their job by the by the hundreds of millions. These are things that just are completely anathema in America in my lifetime and probably a lot longer. And I just hope that people realize how um, how unusual this period was. I yeah, like I, I think what we have to hope is that um, that, that that's what it is. Is that it was a very unusual period, and and hopefully we can get right. back to that. And believe me, I Let's mean, hope I don't it was want... transitory, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. And I don't want, I don't want as good as I had for my kids. I want like much better. Me too. And man. I, I think, um, I'm still at least somewhat confident that I can give them much better than what I had. Um, but it's, you know, we have to kind of see where everything goes. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's certainly different. Yeah. Um. Th so, you know, that's. That's an interesting challenge. But I, I think that sometimes people are too quick to jump on narratives of like, okay, so if um, things have gone much, you know, they are much worse now than they were, say, in the 90s in many different ways, that that means that, well, it's always been going worse. You know, everything's always been getting worse and worse and worse from, you know, the Enlightenment on or something yeah, like no, that. I don't buy know, which I that. And I think, I think that's completely wrong. I think that there have always been the the kind of evolution of modern societies has always had its um, areas where things progressed and areas where things regressed and some things are much better, some things are much worse. I think that overall, it, there's a very strong argument that things progressed much more than they regressed up until a certain point. Certainly, I think the 21st century has not gotten off to a good start for the United States of America. Um, yeah, but there's a lot of things to be optimistic about. And I, I do think that um, there's certainly more opportunity now for people who are against all of this craziness, who believe in liberty or, or just uh, oppose this, this regime. Whatever the fuck this is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, well, we, we, we have a lot more opportunities than we probably ever would have had before. So, oh, it's, I, it's again, I, I feel, I think I've talked about this before when uh, I've been on your show or maybe on, on my show or whatever, I don't know, but we've talked about this before um, where I, th this is the thing about having kids and I got two little kids that, that, kind of sets me straight on all of this so it's not too much of an argument is that i feel like once you got kids you just kind of go well i got no other option right like i don't i don't have an Cannot option fail. to be to be blackpilled 
That's mm-hmm. not like an option for me. So I am white pilled, like period. You know, yep. in, in the same way as like if there was like uh, you know, 20 guys with uh AR 15 surrounding my house and I'm inside my house, they're coming in to kill me and my whole family, and I got one handgun. And someone's like, you know, how are you gonna take all of them out before they get in? And you're like, Well, I'm going to. Exactly. Like I'm I'm going to. That's that's the answer is that I'm yep. going to take them all out before I let them. So that's I love it. that. There's no other option. That's I it. love that. That's the spirit, man. And and honestly, like even though I don't have kids, I still carry that same level of like, okay, yeah, the odds are stacked stacked against me. Fucking good luck, you know. Like I'm like wishing my enemies good luck because I I just feel like I have I have a will that even without yeah. children, like you're not gonna fucking beat me down. You can't break my spirit. Like I am fucking here for this fight until I die. You cannot stop me. And and yeah, maybe it's delusional. Maybe I'll lose. Um, but I'm gonna keep that spirit until they prove me wrong. And the only way they prove me wrong is to actually put me on the ground. So Yeah, um, well what's it's like um there's old like it's like a sales analogy or something like that. But uh that where where you're like, okay, so if you're like if you're swimming it's like you say okay so say there's an island and it has everything you've ever wanted on it like it's just your absolute fantasy everything you know you're like wealth your your girl your kids your whatever it is like your family I'm need more than one girl You've, dave but okay go well ahead. yeah it's your island you get to make it whatever you want to all the girls for you all the wealth for you your entire family all your dreams are represented by you getting to this island and you're like a hundred yards away from it in the water and you see it and you're like, well, what are you going to do? You're going to swim toward it. Right. Hell and yeah. then like, say, okay, now say there's like sharks start coming up in the Island and it's like, well, what are you going to do? I'm going to beat some shark sw- ass. You're going right, to swim toward <laughs> it. And then all of a sudden now there's like a lightning storm and it's all crashing down on you and everything. It's like, well, but you can still see that Island. It's like, what are you going to do? You know, swim toward it. It's like it doesn't yeah. matter. It's like, dude, it's it's certain death on one side, and it's everything you've ever wanted on the other side, and you're at least going to swim to it because whatever. If you stop swimming, it's certain death anyway. So exactly, you might as well yeah. just keep moving in this direction. Like you might as well just keep trying. And uh, that's that's kind of how I operate. I dude, I love it. And uh, as you can tell, I'm the same way. Speaking of people who ought to be eaten by sharks, uh, we got Adam Schiff with his latest. <laughs> on tiktok this, is this fucking, i have not seen this but, uh, literal dickhead He's i just already love how out of frame he is <laughs> and like how, how much he doesn't get the technology god i fucking hate this guy so much let's hear what he has to say hello i'm congressman adam schiff with some troubling news today kevin mccarthy removed me from the house intelligence committee all for doing my job for holding trump accountable and standing up to the extreme MAGA republicans We knew it would be bad when the Republicans took over, but it's far worse than we expected. But I can promise you this, this is not the end of my fight for our democracy. This is just the beginning. Please join us and contribute today. Thank you. Oh my God. Like these are the guys, even though as, as we've already covered, I maintain hope through all this. Like you can't, you can't break my hope, but a dude like this that just gets removed from like, national security or whatever the fuck he was in charge of in the, in the house. And you're like, this guy came out and he lied egregiously through his teeth, knowingly weeks before we found out how egregiously the lies were. I've seen the documents. Oh my God. I can't even talk about it uh, in reference to Trump and the Russian Mm -hmm. uh, relationship and all this bullshit. How is it that these fucking people don't pay any price? I mean, I think I know the answer, but do, will they pay a price and how, how do they stay protected through all this? Because he is such a bad actor. 
Yeah, well, the way okay, so the number one, yeah, it was not just that he was the head of the House Intelligence Committee and was saying, I've seen the proof yep. that Trump was uh, involved in a conspiracy with Russia. And so, so trust me, Mueller will be charging <laughs> Donald Trump. So he said that over and over again. And you know, you can kind of understand where for a lot of people they'd go, All right, well, yeah. Obviously, something huge is going on here, or he wouldn't be saying that. But then he did it again with the Hunter Biden laptop. Said, "I've seen the evidence that this is in, this is a Russian, you know, op, like, yeah, a Russian op or whatever." Yeah, and uh, so he and he did it several times. And the way that they get that 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 they avoid ever really facing, you know, repercussions from this is you have what is uh, what is in effect controlled opposition and people like kevin mccarthy who go hey i've don't worry i'm here and we're getting serious now and he's no longer on the intelligence committee yeah it's like Whoa. so how about that whereas <laughs> if there was someone serious who was trying to drain the swamp or something like that you'd go Oh, no, we've got this guy on criminal charges. We live in strange times and confidence in healthcare is at an all-time low. Doctors are now less trusted than mechanics, and rightfully so. How do you know who is right and who is knucking futz? The best way is to read Pharmacoconuts. It has been a long and ugly show watching the system's demise. Patients now nothing but a pincushion to monetize in a world where everything can make you sick. Reading Pharmacoconuts to protect yourself is the trick. Pharmacoconuts.com is a family operation. Two brothers, one a pharmacist, and the other an artist strive to bring you informative and entertaining articles about the current sad state of health and medicine and how you can survive and thrive despite it. This is their first advertisement, and they are very proud to be doing it for Liberty Lockdown and the Liberty Lockdown audience, including Clint, me, that's me. Hey, what's up? Please check out pharmacoconuts.com for lots of great articles and sign up for the Substack. Again, that is Pharma Coconuts, the most trusted nuts in news. P-H-A-R-M-A-C-O-C-O-N-U-T-S. The link will be in the description below. Support them. At least go give it a give it a look just for a couple minutes. You won't regret it. Because it's very obvious that what he did was illegal. Yeah. You know, you're not allowed to do that. And so that's that's the way that the system works and so as of right now i i'd be confident that he'll get away with that you yeah. know it's it, again you know steve bannon had um he he had a thing recently he was on with like tim pool and those guys uh at some live event that they had i can't remember exactly what it was and he was saying great shit he was like listen this is what we do if we really want to drain the swamp we have to no take like take no prisoners attitude when we come in next time it's like the we're defunding the fbi that's yep. it your budget is zero dollars you're he also done. said end we're the fed ending the, the federal reserve like yeah, all this great crazy. shit and it's like yeah that's right if you really wanted to drain the swamp like if that was your goal then you would have to accept kind of uh, and I don't mean this literally, but metaphorically, a certain like martyrdom, you know, uh, status that yeah. you'd go, look, I know I'm not going to get reelected or I know I'm probably not going to be back in here, but this is what we're going to do in my first term. I am going to end the Fed. I'm going to defund the FBI. I'm going to do all of these things. And the same for, for the, you know, the House of Representatives is controlled by the Republicans right now. The House of Representatives controls the purse strings. 
it's a tremendous amount of power. It's actually the most power that right. that the federal government has. Defund all these things, right? Like you, they could do that if they were really serious, but they're not. So what they'll do is say, "This guy's off this committee," <laughs> you know. It's and so, so crazy. <laughs> and so that's how you protect. That's how you you get people to go. Well, I mean, at least he's doing something, yeah. and you get them to accept kind of that they're okay. They're the opposition. Yeah, see, that, um, that that's how they're me, protected. Man. That that fucking kills me though, because you know these these people in particular, him and Swalwell. Um, I I don't think that there's been two actors that have been more overtly deceitful and and basically just tools for the deep state. Like these guys just literally take fucking like scripts and they go out in front of a camera and they repeat whatever the CIA tells them to. I think Lindsey Graham's, you know, just to be bipartisan here, I think Lindsey Graham's that for the right wing. Um, you know, there's a lot of examples of this and these people just need to fucking pay a price, man. Like I, I, I know as a libertarian, like we, to talk about imprisoning people is never a very popular stance, but I am, I am at the point of like just a hundred percent. Like if you want to save this country that like, if you want to keep it intact, you have to take the worst actors that have completely devastated us and just put them all behind bars forever to let the fucking yeah. rest of them know this ain't how we do shit around here anymore. And I just think if you don't, then you might as well just plan on fucking secession as the only uh, possible path. Well, and it still might be the only possible path, but I don't, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. And I think that sometimes there's people who criticize uh, libertarianism. And I think in, in an unfair way, when they equate kind of libertarianism with path, uh, pacifism, right. um, I think that we, we believe in non-aggression, but for aggressors, we believe in harsh, you punishment. know, harsh punishments <laughs> and, and yeah. we, we believe in defensive actions. So I have no problem with that. And, and there is a point where people like this, I mean, are like really, um, predators and need to be dealt with. So I, yeah, yeah I completely agree. Well, and, and I mean, these guys aren't as guilty of the bloodshed as, you know, someone like Lindsey Graham, for instance, but, you know, still, they all have blood on their hands. Like it's it's crazy that that these guys get away with it. I, you know, I understand why why people get blackpilled on this particular topic, where you're just like, we have these guys dead to rights, man. Like if you had any legitimate governance at all, these people would go to prison at a minimum. And I'm just saying this because I'm on Rumble, and I don't know the new terms of service, and I don't know if I can say worse things, but. <laughs> Prison for the rest of their life is a fucking compromised position, man. Like, honest to God. And and then you have um, <clears throat> Fauci and you have Burks and you have all these other people that absolutely destroyed not just this country, but the world because the rest of the world fucking followed in our footsteps as we did this insane shit. I've had Dr. Andrew Huff and, and uh, I've had Dr. Robert Malone on the show. I have all of these people that have confirmed for me, essentially, what we've you and I have, you know, sussed out over the past three years that the fucking gain-of-function research was funded by Fauci through NIH, through NIAID, yeah. through fucking EcoHealth Alliance into Wuhan. It was covered up. They put goddamn Peter Daszak in charge from the WHO to go and investigate this goddamn research, which he was fucking doing himself. It's all so crazy, brother. It's all so fucking crazy. And I still can't say this shit on YouTube, even though it's goddamn 100% true. Um, man, I don't even know. Just comments. <laughs> Yeah, look, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, dude. It's it's, crazy. it's wild. You know, in in a lot of ways, it's like I think that there's um 
libertarians were talking about say like libertarians like pre-covid <clears throat> like we were kind of talking about a lot of this shit but it all involved you know the wars in foreign countries yeah and i used to always say this on my podcast where i was like you know this would be like my kind of like uh challenge to leftists or something like that where i'd be like because they like the good leftists who would be really good on foreign policy right. i'd be like but you would you still want those people to run your health care like you still want the people who are willing to incinerate <sighs> babies around <laughs> so, the world so crazy to run your health care it's, it's it's really like having like you know like um uh whatever like a, a pedophile and then going like, but I want you to babysit my kid and give them like do a decent job. And you're like, you really think what they if they would kill those kids, they would like what? It's that crazy to think they would do something to your kids. Yeah, man. Like, <clears throat> and so this was always a thing. It's like the whole Ron Paul, you know, the presidential campaigns, like the heart of his message was always like, hey, this is really serious. And this whole thing is going to collapse. And this, this we're at a real danger of this turning into like an authoritarian nightmare. And then as it became that authoritarian nightmare, I think, you know, look, at uh, for a lot of libertarians, they folded and caved. A lot of them abandoned libertarianism as if like, well, we have to go to something, right. you know, something else, uh, which always seemed kind of stupid to me. Like it was like, I, you know, I could certainly imagine if like if we tried a whole bunch of liberty and it resulted in the disaster we've had over the last three <laughs> years, I could get going like, hey, look, I thought this thing was the thing, but we tried a whole bunch of it and it just really didn't work. And like uh, it was, was a wrong. disaster. I yeah, was I, I was wrong. Sure. But really, like all of this, everything that happened was like, the uh, you know, the antithesis of liberty <laughs> yeah. from lockdowns to mandates to all of this shit. And so. The thing is that I think for the rest of us who are still here and still kind of can see what's going on, you go, oh, yeah, we were talking about all this and how dangerous it was. And it kind of, even though we felt like logically we were right about it, it still kind of felt like a video game. It was still mm. kind of like, oh, I'm really right yes, in this game point. that I'm playing. But now it's like, like oh, real, shit, bro. this shit is real. <laughs> and it's real right here in front of me. And I think not everybody can handle that. And swallow that and and spit back out, you know, like, okay, all right. I I think that uh we're we're actually feeling now what we were all talking about. We may have even um uh, perhaps it it was somewhat hyperbolic, yeah. Uh it, at least emotionally in yeah. 2008 or in you know, when we were saying, like, hey, this is like, you know, this. This economy is gonna gonna you know crash, or this is the, this society is gonna crash, or we're in the end of Rome, or whatever. A lot right. of stuff that I used to say, a lot of people used to say. It's it feels a little bit different once you're living through it and feeling it. Oh my god! And, yes. But that is that's where we are. I dude, I couldn't agree more. And and you got Aaron McIntyre, I think is how you pronounce his name. Um, you know, he said something to the effect of like the the rights downfall has been the the libertarians that had their hands on the wheel, and it's like the fuck are you talking about, man? Like I, that, oh. that shit drives me crazy. Cause like, uh, let me, let me start by saying, I said to Josie on my show last week, I can't even relate to the left anymore. Like I, I literally can't relate to the vast majority of people on the left. Like some of them, they're still great on anti-war shit and they're still, uh, you know, they're 
pro uh, speech rights and like, God bless those people. I'm not, I'm not talking about you, but unfortunately you are a very small minority at this point based off of the people I interact with on the left. Um, but the right, like they perplex me more than anything because the things that they espouse, the good right, are almost like libertarian 101, bill of rights, small government. Like they're all fucking lockstep with us. And then they say that they have failed because they tried to be too much like us. And I'm like, you motherfuckers didn't try to be like us at all. Like everything you, <laughs> you campaigned on sounded like us. And then everything you did was fucking communist. So like, what are you talking yeah. about? I, I, I saw, um, I, I'm not familiar with that comment that you, you mentioned, but I saw it was from last um, night. Oh, okay. So I, I, I recently responded to uh, Michael Knowles yes, um, yeah, on yeah, my yeah, podcast yeah. who had said a similar type of thing on Tim Poole's show uh, when he goes, you know, he's like, well, you know, the real problem is that libertarians convinced oh. the conservative movement that government power was immoral. And then when we said, okay, we won't use any government power the left came in and took over all of the government institutions. And you, you can almost see where like, like I, I could get the plausibility of that argument, like of the argument that, Hey, if, if one side, like say the right wing says, we don't believe in using government power anymore, right. but there's still all of this government power and the left comes in and they take it over. And now the left dominates everything. And so that was the problem. Like I, I can kind of understand how that could feasibly work the problem is just like historically it's just not true no. like that's, that's not at all what happened like please you point to me tell me the exact time when like the conservative movement was convinced by the libertarians like we won out and convinced them to not use government power this is just it's just never true it's just every totally a lie. every all of the conservatives supported every or the vast majority of the conservatives supported every Republican, you know, like administration, which always just did nothing but expand and expand and expand uh, the, the power of the state. Yeah. So this is just like this is like a, um, it's an argument that is like demonstrable. Like this is not something that you we can just argue in theory about. It's like, no, you're arguing about the record. Like, OK, so show me where in the record exactly did this happen? And I would love to know. That's that's just not true. And in fact, it's really the reality is it's really much more the opposite. That as Republicans expanded the state more and more and more, completely backed by the conservative movement in, in the United States of America, that they, they fucked up more and more and more and then gave the game away to the leftists to come in. And I think that the truth is that the um state the state power game is just more of a leftist game so they inherently no, win true. that game they win that game when you play it yeah, you know no. like it's it's just it's always kind of like even even the republicans when they would get support from the conservative you know voters they would always kind of advance these government institutions with somewhat leftist aims you know, like they'd always have to, it would always have to be like something kind of like egalitarian <laughs> justifying right. the new expansion of government. And that that's just, that's just what it is. But I also don't, I, I also think people are wrong, you know, when they see um, the kind of like dominant, the, the regime today and the dominant forces as inherently leftist. 
I don't hmm. think that's exactly right. I think that they've uh, figured out that this leftist language is more beneficial for them. No, than anything yeah. else. Clearly I don't think I don't yeah. I, I do not believe that like, you know, and again, this this gets into semantics and how exactly you define these terms. But I don't think that there's anything like inherently egalitarian about the ruling class. If that's no. like if that even needs to be said, like the <laughs> idea that a ruling class is not egalitarian. I think that by promoting egalitarianism or whatever gender fluidity or whatever like the latest thing is i think it's a a really wonderful tactic to get everybody fighting against each other to justify their ever-increasing power um but it's in, in the same way that like communist governments were not really egalitarian they were power brokers and this is kind of how they justify why they must rule over everybody exactly this is they're, they're leftists rhetorically, like literally just right. in rhetoric, but then their yeah. behavior, like who gives a fuck what, what left, right it is. It's totalitarian. Like these people are fucking, or they're fascist or whatever. Um, let's, well, uh, in many ways, I'll just say in many ways, in the way they actually act, they have a lot more in common with say like the far right, like what, like the neo-reactionaries or something like that. They have a lot I more agree. We're like, no, we're fucking rulers, motherfucker. Like <laughs> yeah. really in the way they act, they're like, no, we're at the top of this hierarchy and you're at the fucking bottom and we're going to do mm -hmm. what we want to do. And so like that's now they may use this leftist language, but that's actually they're really more like those guys. And then I think sometimes it makes those guys at the bottom feel more you know, confident or manly or something like that to be like, well, we're going to be the real rulers. Like, well, yeah. Well, OK, well, I think you're not. This is something I didn't intend to bring up, but it just sparks a thought as you were talking. Um, I think that like the the you know the testosterone plummeting that's that we've seen like there's actually science that proves this out mm -hmm. that it's like one percent of our testosterone's been dropping year year over year. Um, I do think that there's a tendency for at least rhetorically that that the left politicians or the political class their narratives are more appealing to the beta male. Um, and, and I think that if you're lower testosterone and you're fucking, you don't have a job and you live with your parents and you're like, you're like one of those, the, you know, classic kind of incel characters, I think in, in many ways that, that boosters or bolsters, um, the democratic ranks, but then there's, there's this inverse that's happening simultaneously where you have these incels that then they find like the fucking Andrew Tates of the world and they become some sort of like radical, you know, like trying to become an alpha male. And it's just, it's interesting that like the, the these polarities and how they're they're really i mean it's it's kind of like it's like a psychological operation on a very grand scale that seems to manip be manipulating young men and i i genuinely believe that like the the trend line for a nation's success is predicated off of the young men in a country like no disrespect to the women but i really think that like if you have young men who are fucking weak and fat and can't get laid and don't have kids like well your nation is probably going to fall apart pretty soon um what do you think about that? Like, do you think that this yeah. is, is there a concerted effort to like demasculinize us to have our nation implode from within? Cause it feels like that, but I can't, I don't know who would be doing it if so. Well, it's kind of one of those things where it's like it, whether it's a concerted effort or not, it's like, it's kind of happening. If it was a concerted effort, would it look much different than it's <laughs> right. looking right now? Right. Right. You know? So there certainly is in effect a concerted effort you know like yeah. i i don't know exactly what's happening at the top of all of these these you know <laughs> the, of this planning but yeah i mean i think that at um certainly for 
um, white straight men, there's at, at every turn within the mainstream institutions, you are going to be kind of like cut down. That is, that is, you know, what is the dominant culture right now. And so you can understand why someone like Andrew Tate really speaks to a lot of these people because course, what the man. fuck? Of yeah. course, he's the biggest middle finger. You know, this is something as a libertarian and, and just as a person, I've always been able to understand very easily. Like this has always just come to me. Like it did, you know, and I, I talk to people who like don't get a lot of this stuff, but it's always just been very obvious to me. And I, I don't know, maybe part of it's because I'm like an asshole or something like that. Or I was like an angry kid when I was a, a young kid, like, I, or, but I, I think it's part of the libertarian thing too, where like, you know, Harry Brown and Ron Paul and great thinkers like that would explain to you like, Hey, here's why there's all these Muslims that hate us, mm -hmm. you know, here's why. Okay, because we've been bombing their villages for fucking decades. Right. So what do you think? Like, what do you think? You can't, you really can't put yourself, like, just have the, like, psychological ability to put yourself in their position and go, yeah, I'd hate that, those people too. This is like what Ron Paul used to always say, um, that when he was arguing the blowback theory, he'd always go, what would we do? Right. Like, what would we do? And as soon as you do that, if you can do that with like a shred of honesty, it, it just becomes clear very quickly. You're like, okay, so uh, let's just say whoever, make them China or, you know, Russia or whoever you want it to be. China overthrows the democratically elected government of the United States of America and installs a pro-China dictator who's just like raping us for all our money and exporting it back to China. And then they're putting you down and blah, 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 blah. They're, they're a brutal dictator. What do you think would fucking happen? What would Texas do? What would they do? They'd be, you think they wouldn't become the terrorists real quickly? You, think you see they suicide vests all through throwing, Dallas. Yeah, dude. And and you think they wouldn't be yelling some shit about their God before they did it too? You know? Like, you think they wouldn't be like, Jesus condemns you. And fuck, you know, it's like, it's so like, obvious. Yeehaw, Akbar. And I used to use this example, like, when I would talk about it, is uh, you, in uh, Goodwill Hunting. Remember that movie? Uh, in yeah, Goodwill yeah. Hunting, there's that scene. The final scene with uh, Robin Williams and Matt Damon, and he goes, he's finally opens up about telling him about how his uh, foster father, like, you know, used to abuse the shit out of him. And he's like, uh, he goes, he used to uh, lay like a, a stick, a belt, and a wrench on the table and tell me to pick. Oh my God. And he'd pick what you could beat him with. And, and uh, Robin Williams is like, uh, I'd have to go with the stick. And he goes, I used to choose the wrench. And he goes, well, why'd you choose the wrench? And Matt Damon goes, because fuck him. That's why. And I don't know, whatever it is, I always got that. Mm -hmm. Like, I just, I get that. Me too, <laughs> this is what, with, I, like, you either get that or you don't get that. But I get that <laughs> completely. I get that. That like, speaks just to being my at soul. This point that you're like, fuck you, motherfucker. Wrench. <laughs> wrench me, you fucking bitch. Like, that's just, like, where you're at. Yep. And, like, there'd be all these, you know, um, when they go, so why is thug culture so popular in the hood? Like, why do they, when they sag their pants, they're like, that's, you know, that comes from like inmates in prison. Yep. That they would take your belt away. So their pants would always sag. So that's why, that's where the baggy, like sag your pants below your ass came from. And you're like, well, why do they do that? 
Like, why? What could explain this? And it's the same. It's because fuck you. That's why. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the explanation for it. And why do people vote for Donald Trump? Because fuck you. That's why. And why do people in the Middle East support Al Qaeda? Because fuck you. That's why. And like, it, once you kind of understand that, you understand why like an Andrew Tate character is so popular. It's like because like Jordan fuck Peterson. this. Yeah, and like yeah, to some degree. Now I think Jordan Peterson is much more constructive than Andrew Tate. I agree. Like yeah. I don't, I don't like. I've I've seen Andrew Tate clips. I don't, I'm not the expert on him, but like I've seen some clips of his where I thought they were really good. We're talking about the COVID shit, talking about like you know like men bearing their burden and stuff like that. I don't like I I don't like the like pro pimp shit. No, me. I, I don't like that. I'm a family guy. I'm not like a pimp guy like I've, yeah. i'm like all about i'm like, more of a pimp guy but i still don't like that side of it <laughs> yeah fair enough <laughs> but i was like i uh i am um, like i'm 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 much more into like like uh you know <laughs> like finding like the woman who's right for you and like giving her everything she wants i think that's gonna fucking make you a much happier person than like having a bunch of bitches doing like you know only fans and oh, taking dude. their money so i long, like long I, term, that, it's that, not even close yeah. yes that that shit's not what i believe in but i can totally understand like very easily why this guy has huge appeal you know what i mean to like this young generation and if you can't understand it like it's it's clearly a fact that he has this huge appeal and if you can understand it Maybe you got to fucking examine yourself of like, why do you not understand what's going on here? It's right. so easy to understand. Yeah. It's like, because fuck this whole system that's telling you, you have to like lose constantly and you have to be like, almost like humiliated publicly. So I like that you always kind of have to like examine these things based off what also what the reaction to this is going to be. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's something that I think is, um, something that's lost on a lot of people who analyze all of these different factors. It's like, okay, but like, okay, yeah, I, even if you hate toxic masculinity, it's like, oh, okay, fine, fine, fine. So you're going to squash it. What's the reaction to that going to be? Because it's probably going to be much more of the most like accentuated version of what you consider toxic masculinity than what we currently have. Yeah. And that's, cool. that's what you're seeing. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly right. And you have, I mean, I, I obviously I think there's many factors that go into this, but I think that the mass sure. shootings that we're experiencing um, are are a big part of that. Is, is yeah. ho hopelessness? It's drug addiction. It's it's uh, desperation. It's lack of opportunity. Uh, it's, it's another example of exactly what I'm saying. Fuck you. What's right. my what's my identity? My yeah. identity is that I'm the loser who gets picked on at school every day. Well, I'd rather my identity be the dude who everyone's terrified of. You know, it's it's like Man. that thing. That's like it's powerful. it's the same like kind of like emotion and we, you know that it's something particularly with young men because they're the most dangerous fuck youers amongst yes. us right yep. <laughs> there's Absolutely. a reason why that's who we we draft into the military or who we want to go fight our wars because those are the ones who like and this is i think kind of your point that it's like well listen young men is really how a society goes not just young men, women because that, those are the ones that it's like they're the most dangerous <laughs> if they go fuck you Exactly. Like, you know, you really want to make sure those ones aren't. That's why, and, and we all understand it, we, whether it's illegal immigrants coming across the border and they go, you know, they're all military age men, <laughs> you know, yeah. like that's, that's what makes you more concerned 
is yep. you go, okay, that's a little bit different. Yes, if an 80-year-old woman comes up to your door asking for change, that's a little different than a fucking 19-year-old dude coming up to your door and asking <laughs> exactly. for change. It's just a little bit of a different threat level. So well, that's that's what we're dealing with. I, I think that there's a, a really big opportunity for whoever may run under the libertarian ticket in the next term uh, is that to reach these young men because this this energy exists there's a huge market demand for someone that actually speaks to them that hears them most importantly um and i think that these people can be reached and that energy can actually be cultivated and utilized in a really right. beautiful fashion i think that what jordan peterson did was direct a lot of young men my generation more so than obviously andrew tate who's kind of like the next iteration which is a much more radical much less productive version of jordan peterson um i think that like that that can be a very good thing for this country and for the world like if you can if you can actually reach these guys who feel so abandoned they really do i, I know many of them and it's like they throughout school they're told that they're evil because of their skin color because of their they're not they're not unique because they're you know they're cis or whatever the fuck you right. know like all this shit is just curated to make them otherized and and particularly and what's the ultimate gaslighting is that as they're being otherized, they're being told that they are in a dominant hierarchical position, and it's just like and and they're like I have nothing and everyone hates me and I've done nothing to deserve it and it's like you can't fucking relate to this I I relate to black people that experienced that you know in decades past like you should be able to fucking put the shoe on the other foot and say yeah I also get that this is wrong and it's wrong both ways okay and there's nothing there's nothing like overly defensive about this because i happen to be one of them i'm relating because i'm in that position you know I, i'm not in that position i'm 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 past that i have girls in my life and i have money and i like opportunity and all these other things so like i'm not in these guys position i'm just sympathizing because i realize that the fate of our country and my lifestyle is actually will be dictated by whether or not we address this need and if we don't i genuinely believe we will end up in a terrible terrible spot and they yeah. could use that energy for world war three uh, or who knows what. So, yeah, um, and, and in many ways, I think the best thing that Jordan Peterson like would say to those young guys, and and certainly this is my message to those young guys, is that it's like, okay, yeah, that sucks. It's unfair. Right. You shouldn't off. be judged. You shouldn't be judged based off your you know gender and skin color or any of this shit. And I'd say this to anyone else, you know. But it's like, okay, now shake that off and fucking do something about it. Right. Okay. Because you can Don't be, be happier than you, you know, you can have a better life than you could ever imagine. And one of the things that this is something I touch on in my stand up act, and this is something I try to touch on in my podcast and all that, is that it's like, it's look, for me, I remember, uh, so I'm 39. And I was thinking about this recently. I remember being 29. I remember 10 years ago and feeling like, um, uh, feeling kind of bummed out that I was going to turn 30. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, fuck, man, I'm 30. Like, that's it. It's over. You know, like, I'm not young anymore. Like, I, uh, uh, and now I'm about to turn 40 and I don't feel it at all because Same I'm dude. so much happier than I was when I was 29. Right. Like, I'm just like, ah, dude, I mean, I could when I was 29, if you had told me I'd be here when I was 39, I'd just be thrilled. Like, it's just <laughs> exactly, so much. And, and, and I'm yeah, like, oh, now too. that I'm like about to begin my 40s, I'm like, oh, your 40s are so much better than your 20s were. 
And this is something that's not like, this would have been very difficult for me to wrap my head around when I was in my 20s. Like, what? Your 40s are better than this? This is supposed to be the best. No, that's all bullshit. And it's like, whatever you're dealing with there, here's what you do. You bear your burden, which by the way, even that isn't that much of a burden in the greater scheme of things. It's also And you move forward and build your life for yourself. And you can do that. Um, that's the like powerful message. And it's unbelievable how much young men, once they hear that message are like, oh yeah. Okay. A challenge. This is kind of like what men respond to. Oh yeah. Okay. A challenge. That Mm -hmm. was always like, for me, like the coaches who like really inspired me and like the male role models who always really inspired me was like the ones who would like challenge you, like, fuck you, stop your bitching, do something about it. You know what I mean? Control your own destiny, you know? And like, so now that being said, of course, you're right that it's so easy for all of us. You know, we all grew up watching movies or whatever about like racism in the 50s or 60s or something. And we're like, yeah, we can all relate to how fucked up that is. <laughs> it's oh, this person shouldn't be in that situation just because their skin is black. That's bullshit. And at the same time, you go like, really, you can't even kind of understand that some white 18 year old is a freshman in college shouldn't be held responsible for all of the evils of fucking society <laughs> even so though crazy. every race is guilty of evils that have been held in society for you know the beginning of time he should just be fa- so okay you know that is the that those are the cards that you were dealt at the same time you also have a lot of advantages over previous generations that have come up so yeah enough bitching get over it and deal with it you'll you, you can you if you want to have a great life you can go have a great life However, I do agree with your point that this is a bad recipe for society overall. Yeah, if we, if they don't if they don't hear that that little hint of hope of of, you know, self-responsibility and just like this belief that if you strive against all odds, you still will fucking have a much like I couldn't agree with you more, man. As good as my 20s were, my 30s were so much better. They were yeah. so much better. It's like light years. And and I think that that's part of because I believe that they were going to be, though. It, it yeah. was just like, I'm going to continue to strive and drive and create and innovate and work. And, you know, but if you have that mentality, then then your 30s will be better. If you don't have that mentality, your 30s will not be better than your 20s, right. potentially. Right. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot mind frame. And I, and I hope that, um, you know, this is why I love that you are so influential in our scene is because they, they do get to see someone who is successful and, and creating a, a beautiful family and a beautiful career. And it's like, these are things that young men, especially in the libertarian sphere, need to hear because I care about those guys more because they're already closely yeah. in alignment with us. And and uh, I don't know. I just think I think that uh, you're doing good work, man. And and I as I've said many times, um, I genuinely believe you're you're right up there with the best messengers that have ever existed when it comes to libertarianism. And I, I genuinely hope that if you don't run, uh, you endorse someone very special because we need you. We need you bad. This is a, a moment that I, I think that, that history will look back on as a real inflection point when it comes to liberty on this planet. And, uh, other than that, just keep grinding. I got to go debate fucking uh, special agent yoga pants. I don't know if you know who that is, but this. <laughs> this I, I do not. <laughs> okay, but you I don't have to worry. I about wish it. you luck in that debate. <laughs> uh, any plugs you'd like? What to are do. you? What are you debating? Uh, the Mises Caucus. She says that she can't support the Mises Caucus, so I'm gonna go fucking beat her up on uh, on our Instagram. You know, Clint. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes you go like maybe you can't. 
Maybe you can support the Mises. Oh Conference. no, that's what yeah, I'm that, going in there that to might do. Be fine. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going in there just to say, like, you're right. You don't belong with us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just, uh, I'll that. Well, I wish you luck. I'll try to catch that if I can. Um, don't, don't, yeah, don't dude. Lie. Well, thank thank you very much for all those kind words, and I always really, really enjoy uh, our conversations, dude. And I think too, I'm man. really proud of you. You're doing a great job, dude. And uh, so it's it's been cool watching you kind of rise up and become one of the big players in this scene. Um, yeah, comicdavesmith.com. That's my website. If anyone wants awesome. to go check that out, of course, part of the problem and all yeah. that. All right, let's do it again soon, brother. Absolutely. We'll do it. All right, brother. We're out. Just want to thank you guys once again for supporting my work. As always, go to libertylockdown.locals.com if you want to do so. As you saw during this great episode with Dave Smith, uh, many of the questions I asked towards the tail end were from my locals. I give you know my supporters an opportunity to have some inside info and give me some tips and uh, you know ask questions so that they can get their, their questions answered by some of their heroes out there, Dave being one of them for most of us. We got uh, another cheaper way, if you can't afford a couple bucks a month, well, a very good way to support the show is to go leave a five-star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're at. But for this one, Apple Podcasts actually allows you to write reviews, so I read them out because I want to say thank you and let you guys, uh, you know, Get a, get a little quick shout out. Scratch my back, I scratch shows. RKPA410 says five stars. I live in deep blue land trying to raise multiracial children to identify as an individual. And it's a constant battle teaching the elementary uh, school teachers, parents, and admins how bad their DEI ideas are. That's diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, she says, uh, Lindsay, interview was great. Keep it up. You are my must listen to each week. Wow. Well, thank you so much. Uh, I hope I hope I uh, I hope I can help you guys. I know it's it feels lonely, but you're not you're not alone. There's a lot of a lot of parents out there that feel similarly, and we are we're gonna win. We got we gotta. We don't have a choice, as Dave and I said. You, you just don't have a choice. Dub D eighty two says keeps me sane. Clint, Clint kept me sane throughout the pandemic. Selfishly, I hope he doesn't get too popular because the target on his back will get bigger. Well, you're right about that. If you haven't noticed, for the past two weeks, three weeks now, I have been off of YouTube because uh, I caught two strikes. Uh, you can check these videos out if you're listening right now over on Rumble. Already approaching 2,000 subscribers over there. So really appreciate that so many of you have followed me over from YouTube. Uh, hopefully I can be back on YouTube here soon. I actually contacted a human being thanks to a insider. And, uh, and he is assisting me trying to review it. So... Stay tuned. It looks like there's a chance, at least, that uh, one or both of those strikes may be removed, in which case I can immediately publish this episode as well as my episode tomorrow with the great Jesse Kelly. Goodness gracious, I'm excited about that one. Um, to YouTube. So, But in the meantime, subscribe over on Rumble. Help, help me out. Help a brother out. Five stars. Not Suburban says very based. Clint's show has become my favorite podcast. Keep up the good work, sir. Anytime someone says my show, my podcast is your favorite, it's just like, God, that's so wild. I really appreciate it. Um, that's cool. That's really cool. Because uh, I like I to me, it's like no agenda or Joe Rogan or Dave Smith. <laughs> so if I'm your favorite, that's really neat. Uh, five stars. Matthew Bart twenty six says Liberty Lockdown. Great podcast. Just started listening. Well, strap in Matthew Bart twenty six because shit's about to get fucking crazy brother 
Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, if you want to pick up a Liberty Lockdown shirt, there's some really killer designs. Go to toplops.com, click the Liberty Lockdown logo. You will see a bunch of the, of the latest designs. I wear them almost every day. I just wore my long sleeve, so I don't. I should get one in long sleeve. Stop being cold, but still be stylish, huh? Um, there's a lot of lot of big guests coming up. Uh, Monstre next week. A bunch of others that are. It's all crazy. It's all crazy. LibertyLockdown.locals.com to support my work. That's it. We're out of here. Welcome to Liberty Lockdown. Please scan your barcode. Your liberty ain't gone, but yeah, it's on hold. Where did it come from and where did it go?